We're over here now. How you doing? What's, What's up, up, guys? Hi, hi. Hey. We're uh, episode, what episode is this? Episode nine. Episode number nine, yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we're here at uh, Lucky 13 for episode nine of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. Mm -hmm. Number nine. Number, number nine. nine. My favorite number. Number nine. My favorite, yeah, is. No, my favorite <laughs> number is seven. I don't know why. Ah, they're all, but, um, they all have some mystery to them. Yeah. So this has been a... Uh, I'm not going to say a long time coming because we haven't been really, you know, doing this for very long, but uh, we have a very special guest on here with us tonight. Uh, personally, I've been wanting to get this gentleman on since pretty much since I was thinking about even putting together a podcast. Mm -hmm. um, uh, one of my favorite bands ever. Um, I've spoke ad nauseum on previous podcasts how, uh, how this band turned me into... A mullet rocking metalhead kid <laughs> into the hardcore degenerate that I am now. Out. You should just grow it out again just for nostalgia. I think I should. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, it's all my fault. Blame it is. It on me. It's all this guy's fault. Um, yeah, so uh, without further ado, I am pleased to announce my, my homeboy, Mr. Eddie Sutton. Leeway, truth and rights. Well, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate that. Glad uh, to have you on, brother. Hey, you know, I mean, it made sense. I enjoyed what you guys were doing after the first few episodes, and that's why I reached out to Jimmy. I was like, hey, we got to figure out a way to cross-promote because this, cool. is, this is the medium that we all need to be sure. doing on some, some level to start really going to the next level. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's, it's yeah. silly to not utilize this medium. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And now and, podcasts and all the hardcore all kids, the they love shit talking. Oh, of course they <laughs> do. Know? That's all we do is talk shit. But, but we're, we're not a hate-filled bunch, so hopefully we could have ourselves a, a good conversation. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be fine. Jimmy's definitely one of the king shit talkers. Yeah, so. but I, yeah, but, yeah, but I'm not a malicious king shit no, talker. You know, no, shit, no. shit talker. You know, I talk shit. I'm opinionated, and, and that's it. I don't, you know, if I offend somebody, it's not intentional, but I just, I'm just me. No, it's know? good. I mean, but that's part of it, though. It's got to be part of it. It's part of your, part of your charm. Be an umpire. That's call part of like the Ferrari charm. Yeah. I'm like an umpire. There you go. I you call, call it how it I see like it. You see it. See that? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Fucking ridiculous sometimes. Yeah, man. Yeah, good shit. So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, truth and rights. Truth and rights. Truth, truth and, and rights. rights. Truth and rights. The new album finally came out. Uh, I, I chose the title Lies and Slights just in a mocking way. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. because I guess everybody with their own zeal in life and, and the pursuit of so-called freedom and everything else and wanting justice, you know, truth and rights is such a simple symbol to like this music and this thing of ours. But at the same time, what is politics? Mm -hmm. You know, what is, you know, mainstream corporate? It's all lies and slights. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, it's bailed bullshit, yeah. you know what I mean? So I thought it was perfect. Mm -hmm. But I figured I'd, I'd use it as a title before someone like found a way to disparage the band name and call it something else. So right. that now you haters can't use lie, lies and slights. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking You got to come up with something else. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So there was, uh, uh, with Truth and Rights, who else is in the band? I know, that, I know that Zach is in the band. Zach Thorne. Zach's played with Bulldoze. He's done some of the Scarhead albums. Homicidal. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, I can't even remember all the bands that they Good they dude. Were, What's know? up, fucking Zach? My uh, man. And then you got Ray Fonseca, who uh, both these guys were in Agents of Man. Yep. You yep. know, and... I was and, just listening to Count Your Blessings the other day. And raising yep. Maximum Penalty. Yes, yes. And and, and you know, uh, Dimmy has been with so many different bands. He's been with Still Suits, Scarhead, Crown, Crown of Thorns. Thorns. Yeah. But he's done session work with sure. a lot of bigger names, like, or he's gone out there with somebody like the Deftones. Mm -hmm. I think he's even done a Misfit show or two. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was lucky to get all these guys together over the last seven years. Yeah. And and we started gelling. Mm -hmm. So we slowly worked on this album over mm -hmm. the last three, four years between everybody's life schedules and yeah. work and everything else. Sure. Yep. You know, Families, but, people have... Hey, if I don't have a guy who's married with a kid at home, he's got a career. Of course. Dimmy is in both Leeway NYC 
and Truth and Rights. So he's trying to hold down the duties of playing drums in both those mm -hmm. bands on top of the other bands that he's still doing too now. So, right. Yeah. You know, you know uh, just a, a, a funny thing about Ray. Uh, we, we, you know, Candiria did some touring with uh, Agents of Man. We became like family, mm -hmm. as you do on the road um, most of the time. At least, as you know, yeah, such an um, underrated band. I love that fucking record. Excellent, excellent band. Very talented individuals, and and a great band. Like, just like like-minded guys coming together, and that sound. You know, it's just Georgie like Puda for me was inspiring to hear that level mm -hmm. of melody. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Aside from what I did on my own way, and I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, somebody else is doing sure, it. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just not another dog barker mm -hmm. on the fucking mic. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And. Uh, the fact that, like, within two years after breaking leeway up and breaking my neck and recovering from that and getting to do music again, here I am with guys that were actually inspiring me mm -hmm. almost 20 years later than from when I first got involved with this music. Yeah, so sure. I, I considered it a very fortunate position, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt, man. <laughs> what was yeah. the biggest influence on this record that you're uh, the new one? It's hard to say, uh, it, you know, these guys did it. Right. You know what I mean? And I think it's what they bring to the table. Um, I've always wanted to be an individual in this thing. That's what that's my core belief from hardcore is is to be an individual, to bring your own style. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in really going along with what everybody else does. Well you definitely stand out from yeah. fucking uh, the other people. And bands. and I appreciate that. It, that's mm -hmm. why at fifty two I believe I can still go at it because mm -hmm. if I was just like uh you know, everybody else is balding, sloppy, <laughs> yep. winded, you know, straight edge reunion guy. Yeah, it would probably look like I'm in the middle of a midlife crisis right now. <laughs> but, you know, I'm fortunate that I'm not. And, and, and the fact that I still have the opportunity uh, is, is really what keeps me driven in this mm -hmm. uh, and and just the fact that i know that this will end someday right, right. and at my age it could be sooner mm -hmm. so uh that fervor is really what gets me to go out there and still maintain that passion sure. whether i'm yeah. doing an old set or something new that i'm really trying to get going like truth and rights mm -hmm. you know yeah Absolutely, man. Well, nobody's, I mean, not, not blowing smoke, but like nobody vocally, lyrically, you know, vocally, nobody sounds like you. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And if somebody does wait, come wait, off that. We could smoke you? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, so no, nobody, you know, nobody sounds like you. And if, and if there is a band that comes around and like somebody tries, it's like, ah, oh, that guy's trying to be like anything. I, like, I feel bad know, for that. You know what? You know, that type of hate talk and, and that inside shit when I wasn't in my right head got me in like such a tizzy in the 90s when mm -hmm. Doggy Dog came out, for example. And I didn't get to really know a cool guy mm -hmm. because I felt like, you know, because all of these were people putting shit in my head right. made me feel like, oh, this guy's biting my style. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or, or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? That shit got me clouded and it got me lost and focused on what I should be doing. Right. And, and seeing somebody else at least coming out and doing a melody mm -hmm. and maybe, you know, it's, it's dancey, it's a little hip-hoppy. Mm -hmm. But who says... I made the trademark mm -hmm. on the fucking thing. Yeah, but yeah. It, and, and also like that too. The older you get, you realize it's flattering. I mean, like you know, listen, guys are influenced. You got to be influenced by something. You know what I sure. mean? And like, yeah. Absolutely. And especially, you know, I find myself like, you know, when I'm making music, like if I listen to shit too much, sometimes I'm gonna come up with a riff and go like, fuck. I've been listening to this fucking album too much. I gotta stop because it's yeah, somebody else's. It's true. You know what I mean? Johnny, yeah. you're the fucking eclectic guy in the room. What's who's the guy that quoted? Uh, you know, uh, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Who said that? Uh, you got me, bro. I may be a somebody. But I don't somebody, know, every, every I guess, friggin <laughs> somebody famous. Yeah, somebody, somebody famous. famous. Yeah. No, it is. You're Maybe right. it was Albert Einstein. <laughs> no, it, or it might have been not. Alan Klein just trying to make one of his artists <laughs> yeah, happy. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what uh, I mean, you know what? Speaking of influences, and as a singer, as a young singer, you know, this is going back um, around the time you, you know, you guys was Leeway formed as a band. What were your vocal influences? How did that all come together? Because my know, parents, really? you know what I mean? Ah, and, and, and the family around me. You see, like my mom, you know, when I was five years old, like my first record is Jackson 5's ABC. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So okay. since I'm from that generation, born in 65, mm -hmm. I, was get, I was getting this music as it first came out. Not like right. 
being a 20 year old today, you know, delving into the past to experience this, I was watching it as it happened. As it was happening, yeah. You know, but at the same time, as a child, not knowing my sexuality or whoever I was going to be, I started singing to show tunes Mm -hmm. and all this crazy shit. But then my dad, who was basically a fully tattooed and sleeve guy by 1972. Oh, no and shit. looked like a biker. Yeah. yeah, well, he was half a wise guy, and he was also a film editor for WOR TV. Mm, okay. So I'm getting turned on to, like, you know, all this real underground rock that isn't really on mainstream radio, like mm. a Led Zeppelin, per se. Right, right. You know right. what I mean? It's like, you know, I don't think many kids had... You know, hocus pocus by focus mm-hmm. in their you know stereo discography laying mm-hmm. around the house. Right. You know what I mean? Music wasn't as, as accessible as it is now. You know what I mean? Like, true. Mm-hmm. You know, you can find anything now, any genre, any whatever. So. Yeah. So true. fast forward now, I'm in the middle of the '70s. I'm listening to BLS when it was a strictly black radio station. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And all of this stuff, you know, was what I wanted to do and, and enjoyed singing to, so I sang to it. Yeah, sure. My mom comes home with David Bowie, live from the Tower of Philadelphia album. Mm-hmm. It's a two fucking vi- double vinyl live disc album. Yeah. And I'm sitting there fucking, you know, singing along to Rebel Rebel and stuff mm-hmm. for Jet City at the same time. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, that's the thing about the 70s that I guess with all the difference in styles that are out today, people are more closed-minded and stick to a genre. They're not sure. willing to listen to a little bit of everything. Right. Sure. But the 70s kind of, if you had no choice. Right. You didn't have thousands or hundreds of bands to choose. Right. It's almost like you got what you got right. and, yeah. and eat it or starve. You sure, know? sure, you're yeah, right. You're absolutely. Right. It was a different industry it then to what it is. Right. And you also had to kind of search things out too at that time. Like like now, it's like we all have our phones, we have this, social media, everything. Everything just comes flooding in. It's like, exactly. like I remember even like, I mean, you're obviously a little a little, little bit older than me. A little me. bit, a little bit. But like I remember the times where, you know, you had to like, even like when I first got into the hardcore scene, it's like you, there was fanzines and there was tape trading and shit like that. Like there was no... There was no internet, no. so you you had to like, and you had to look at that thank you list on that fucking sure. Metallica record. Oh, yeah. so they they thank the Misfits. All mm-hmm. right, well let me check out the Misfits, and then you go to the Misfits, and it's like, okay, well what the fuck is this? And then mm-hmm. you go to their thank you list, and then there's you know, and there's all these other bands, and you kind of just you know, you almost had to you needed some sort of a passion, I guess, or mm-hmm. something that's driving you to yeah, want sure. to search this out and an ear on the floor of a particular line, of course, of right? Because it's speaking to you, and you you there was almost Almost something inside of you, you needed to search that shit out. Right. Yeah, the tape trading was going through the mail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Snail mail. No fucking emails, no <laughs> MP3s, no if, nothing. If you had an MCI number or a Sprint number, yeah. you were able to call to other co- cities and areas yeah. and talk to other people from other scenes sure. and Bell be Land. like, yo, so-and-so's coming to town. You'll need to check them out. And yep. and that's how the buzz was. And I think even with the rumor mill, they got the rumors right half the time in the mm-hmm. old school game telephone yeah. than they do in social media today. Oh, absolutely. Right. And you would think it would get more distorted, but, you know, they got it right. Or, yeah. You know what I sure. mean? So, What was the cassette tapes you ordered for 10 for a penny or something? Oh, like that? That, was, that, was, um, that was Columbia House. <laughs> Columbia House. Yeah, I right. did that with VHS tapes and everything. I used to beat them all the time. Mm. I would get, because there was a stipulation, like you, you got like 12 VHS tapes or cassettes for a penny you just have to you had to pay the shipping and then within like two years you had to buy like four regular price yeah so i would do that i would buy the four cancel and then do it again <laughs> so i would have like another dozen vhs tapes yeah, yeah, and then i just yeah. get it real quick you know so I, like i used to beat them all the time i used to just cancel it and then just re-up, yeah, and I, cancel and re-up. I, I used just, to just come up with names and order whatever the fuck i want yeah yeah <laughs> you know there's I mean? always a way to fucking to juice them yeah. somehow yeah. sure but it was, again, a, another trust uh, game. And for what they were charging for a CD at the time, it was always an outrageous price oh, anyway. Ridiculous. So even if they gave you 10, you know, free fucking records, CDs, yeah. or yeah, cassettes. Then it, was, then it was like $40 a cassette. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, it was a fucking rip. And like 20 years old, that hurts. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does. It's like saving up allowance to get yeah. that yeah. fucking testament tape. Yeah, 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 yeah I'm yeah, sure yeah, the yeah. same guys that invented payola in the early 50s, you know, had the, had that lockdown. I don't you know, know what I mean? Payola is. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Either. One of oh, those gangster things. No, no. <laughs> Peyote don't get you on the radio. No. <laughs> you might think you're on the radio. Exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. So, all right, so 
Real quick. I already know this, but for people who don't know, Leeway wasn't the original name of the band, was it? No, we did our first show under the name The Unruled. Mm. Uh, AJ and I talked for a long time about making up a band. And you know what? I didn't even know about that. I knew about another name. Mm-hmm. Well, another name that we were pondering around after we did that first show was Juggernaut. That's the one that mm-hmm. I was thinking. But, you know, it also had like a connotation of like, you know, um, you know, almost like Exodus, Megadeth and all those other mm-hmm. names. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I didn't really want to go that route. And, and I liked the definition of leeway was, yeah. was basically a margin of freedom. Mm-hmm. You're yeah, pigeonholing yourself. Right. You know, so I, I thought that was just like perfect. Mm-hmm. It might sound like a metal name, mm-hmm. like, you know, leeway, like fast way or something right, sure, like sure. that. But I, I guess at the same time, you know, uh, it just felt more pure to me, sure. you know, kind of like what truth and rights means to me today sure. instead of trying to come up with a, you know, a, a four-worded band name or, mm, or yeah. to come up with something ultra hard to kind of represent who we are. That's right. what was good about you guys, though, because you weren't like, I mean, just, you know, the first cassette I got from you guys, you know, it had the Vitruvian Man on the fucking mm-hmm. front of it. Born to you Expire. Know? Yeah, it was on Born to Expire and had the Vitruvian Man, and it was like... It's like, wow, this is different. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just sure. and my friend gave it to me. He's like, dude, you got to check these fucking guys out. It's different. Mm-hmm. It's not typical hardcore or fucking metal. Like, yeah. right. you got to check it out. And, yeah. and Born to Expire came from, um, at the time, the philosophy that I was reading, uh, you know, from Krishna and Prabhupada because I was looking into religion and trying to find answers at the time. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, Born to Expire was kind of like Motorhead's Born to Lose. You know what yeah. I mean? So I just thought it was... A great thing, and then Bevan Stone, who wound up doing the artwork, artwork yeah. wound up becoming like you know this kind of like New York hardcore iconic piece of art, and, mm-hmm. and you know, I feel blessed that it all fell into place Absolutely. the way it did at it that did time. It did marvelously, my, <coughs> yeah. my friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. people still wear. I see it all the time. Yeah. It's trippy. I mean, because for me, it, it's very hard to. Uh, walk away from a lot of songs that I just can't do because of my age and lyrical content today. But there's still a lot of that stuff that I just love playing and that's what we put into the set. Mm-hmm. And again, thankfully, a lot of people are appreciating those songs being just as timeless as whatever Hell they like yeah. from the first yeah. record. Hell yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because we, we, we spoke about it right after you did the Veterans Benefit. Um, we spoke. We spoke about it on the on the on the following podcast. Like I was standing on the stage off to the side with a shitty grin on my face. Yeah, he looked like a little fucking kid. <laughs> Dude, I felt like I was yeah. fucking sixteen, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, it was fucking great, great because. Yeah. But that's why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was fucking incredible, man. Yeah, it was. And, you know, it really, it really was fucking awesome. So yeah. and it's good though, man. It brings you back to those fucking days. Yeah, you know, man. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's timeless shit. It's like you know, fucking. You, you did born to expire and desperate measures shit, and it, it, you know. Fucking all about dope. It's like, really? It's like, mm. fucking, really? Like, fucking awesome. Yeah. I, you know, I thought for the longest time, even though uh, Open Mouth Kiss got respect a little later after I it came out. I fucking love that record too, man. Um, you know, people are waiting to have us incorporate some of those songs mm-hmm. into their... Compromise. But my guys have so much nest. fun with the oldest stuff that, right. you know... It's hard for me to put anything else into it right now and right. try to find the right thing. Sure. And it's kind of like well, the way we built this setup now, it's like we, we don't really want to fuck with it too much. No, sure. I, well, that's understandable. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's classic shit. Yeah. yeah. It's classic. Well, we balance it. I guess most bands would figure, you know, we, we do, uh, we open with the first half of a bunch of Desperate Measures stuff, and then we go to Born to Expire. Yep. And, and I think in a way, kind of like almost doing them in order from the album, uh, on some level, you know. For the most of, part, it, yeah, it, you, yeah. You guys opened up. You opened up with, with "Make Me an Offer." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, but you know, uh, I think in the Born to Expire slot, you know, I think uh, nothing. Uh, I don't know if they're in order offhand. I can't really remember. I mean, don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> they are in order. <laughs> One minute I'm like a Rolodex. The next they, minute um, they, they were in order, except for on the outside. Mm-hmm. The rise and fall, market a squealer. Uh, I don't know. Fuck, I don't know. I'm <laughs> but it's cool because I, you know, I never expected this music to be interesting that long. You know what I mean? Because this was supposed to be 
when it first started to modern music. Sure. So does it really like modern music is like a fad? Does it really last? You right. know, there's so many people that come and go in this thing, sure. or, whether sure. it's mainstream or not. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the fact that it's withstood the test of time is very humbling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. And, and, and it's a very honorable feeling. Sure. And in case nobody's noticed, I'm the only one still doing it. Yeah. I'm the only one still appreciating what my fan base gave to us. That's, right. That's so important. Yeah, yeah. of course. It's, it's fucking huge. Do man. you still talk to the other guys at all? Or? Uh, I'm very close with Mike Gibbons uh, mm. over the last couple of years. He's been very supportive with me. I see the other guys. We're amicable. But I don't think uh, some of them are happy that... I was able to really sacrifice, knuckle down, and bring things back to the where I am. I could be wrong. Um, you know, it's hard to say without trying to stir shit up, but I am a shit stirrer, so fucking. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there's people that want to control what I'm doing now from the back, and I'm not having it. Sure. I'm not having it. Um, and so right now I'm trying to make some changes with, with the right people working behind me. I don't want to lose this lineup. We worked very hard to get here. The morale is great. Mm -hmm. You know, it's drama free. That's How big, many bands can plus. get away so with important. that? Yeah, very big plus. <laughs> Priceless. And yeah. new music is, is what has to come out now. Mm -hmm. And now that these guys aren't considered scabs or, or replacements, mm -hmm. now we need to show them what we could do as a group sure, together sure. too. Well, is there any? Is, is that like a little hint that something might be coming yes, down the pipe yes, soon? Yes. Wow. Yes. It's fucking awesome. It's really just trying to get things organized right. You know, you don't have to come out with an album now, uh, so that gives you an edge to just like maybe focus on a couple of singles. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, too, it's a different day and age where you don't have to just come up with an album mm -hmm. and tour it for two years before mm -hmm. you put something else out. I right. believe if you can keep putting stuff out, go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. And that's, that's the game plan with Truth and Rights, even though we just released Lies and Slights. And I was looking for a merger for my label with another label, and it didn't happen. We're looking to get back into the studio and even record behind this and just try sure. to keep that energy right. going. Mm -hmm. Well, you got, well, Truth and Rights released a seven inch beforehand. Yes, that green was light. the Greenlight EP. Yeah. Yeah. And that came out in 2010. Um, yeah. It was on Six Feet Under Records. Um, they didn't really promote us. Um, we didn't really get to do much with it or play much. Mm -hmm. But that's why we chose, since we couldn't do shows really. We, we just kept recording right. mm -hmm. and we kept writing new music and I kept that fire under each ass to show up mm -hmm. and, and finish their job so we could get this out. Why, yeah. why was it that you couldn't play shows so much? Just, uh, just, just because lives. of schedule. Yeah, I hear you, man. You know, there's always one guy that like can't do Saturdays for a period sure, of time sure. until he yeah. holds it down on his job for a couple of years. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, but then again, I don't understand how you can be in a union mm -hmm. and you're not getting X amount of sick days yeah, right, a yeah, year. Yeah. Right, you know right, what I mean? Yeah. That you have to be there, that you can't call in sick and just do the do and do mm -hmm. the right thing. Sure. Right. You know, for what the I mean? big picture. Exactly. Right. I exactly. Get it. I get it. It's complicated, man. The older you get, the more complicated it is. And, you know, I mean, me, like myself, like with Candiria, it's like crazy. And, you know, it's not like I'm talking smack here. My guys, all we all share the frustration mm. because everyone's schedule is insane, including mine. Because, you know, I have to do what I got to do to make, you know, pay the bills and do what I got to do. We're going out on the road And that's crying fucking shame a bit. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's the it's reality true. because it's like... You know, what's wrong with making a career out of music? I mean, you right? know what I mean? But because we live in this hub on the East Coast, mm -hmm. the cost of living puts us in that position. But if we were in the middle states mm -hmm. or, or in like Pittsburgh, sure. where my rent was two, three fifty a month, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? What is that? You, yeah, you right. can do music yeah. and sure. do well right. and even maybe put enough away for a retirement. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but a lot because of, of the cost of living here and uh, and it's the most expensive yeah, it's the, the balls country. rape of mm. rent, right? Or even a co-op, it's impossible. And then you people, got fucking, then you got studio rent on top of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people, you know, a lot of people are moving this what they call quote unquote. This is a new term going around: secondary states. 
Yeah. Which is oh, insane is that a, is that a to thing? me. What it's secondary, secondary no secondary state? cities. I'm sorry, secondary cities like Oklahoma or like you know Pittsburgh. To me, I love Pittsburgh. I go there. I'm I marvel. It's like 400 freaking bridges in the damn fucking city. Never been well, there. You're surrounded by great. three bridges. Yeah. You know, hence yeah. Three Rivers Stadium mm-hmm. back in the day. It's crazy, man. You know, and uh, yeah, there's there's enough places available for mm-hmm. rent. You sure. know, you don't have these scheming fucking realtor brokers who are trying to charge you a month's rent mm-hmm. besides sign a lease for an exorbitant rent in the mm-hmm. fucking closet space. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you know that's that's why we can't focus on this and and bring it further out to the masses. Sure, sure. You know, yeah. So what forces you to be here though? You know, if it was impo- if it was if it was possible to do. Truth and Rights in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, is it even? Would it be possible? Would you have the same unity? I would of players, consider you know? it, but at the time, because it's a new band that you know a lot of work is needed mm-hmm. to put behind it, and I'm right. the only one that's truly hands on. Gotcha. Um, and con- constantly starting over is not fucking easy. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, exactly. Yeah, it's really hard. You know, and I have relocated to Hoboken to have access to the studio more mm-hmm. that's that's been given to us through my new management. Right. And, um, you know, that would be a great idea. And, mm-hmm. and I have thought of it. And mm-hmm. it's a lot of the reason why I spent a lot of time on Long Island taking care of my mom for a mm-hmm. period of years mm-hmm. was because it was quieter. Mm-hmm. It was away from the city. Mm-hmm. I can focus on doing the right thing for my family. And then, you know, also still be close enough to do the music and sure, everything. Sure, right, sure. But, you know, I'm really introverted. A lot of people don't realize that because they see me being very hands-on mm-hmm. and friendly. But, you know, I, I stay home. I don't go out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Unless yeah. I'm doing my thing. Yeah. Right, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. I, you know, because growing up, that's all I did. And that's why I was fucked up half the time. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Yeah. Of course. Well, but, all that work for, with Truth and Rights, is it seems like it's it, it's got, you know, piqued a couple of people's interest. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I, guess, I guess it's a decent segue to say that, to announce, well, if, if nobody already knows, that both of your bands... Are playing this year's This Is Hardcore Festival. Yes, Truth and Rights is the 27th of July, and Leeway NYC will be the 28th, the Sunday, the last night. Which is wow. ridiculous. It's actually the second time Truth and Rights has done This Is Hardcore because Joe hooked us up in 2010, mm-hmm. which was supposed to be the release of the Greenlight EP that week, but mm-hmm. um, Six Feet Under dropped the ball, their plant gave them a delay so it didn't happen in the right timing and sadly we didn't get to really play enough to really work with the buzz that we had there yeah and that's more the reason why i felt like we needed to get the album out after all this time is because you know a following isn't built unless you have music available sure Mm -hmm. Sure. you know and this is awesome because like truth and rights truth and rights is playing Saturday, July July twenty ninth. Oh, twenty ninth. Mm. Yeah, Saturday, July twenty ninth. Leeway is playing. Leeway NYC is playing Sunday the thirtieth. Oh. So but, you see, don't 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 listen to me. <laughs> listen to these guys. No, well, actually, I'm kind of cheating right now because I'm looking at the actual lineup, so I don't I don't fuck shit up. Um, but yo, like both both bands have have incredible spots. I mean, you guys are going on eighth, like like basically halfway through that Saturday show. Yeah. And Saturday is a juggernaut of a fucking show. I mean, I mean, also Earth Crisis, Cold as Life, the Code Orange, Buried Alive, All Out War. You know, you guys are playing with some ridiculous people. Joe's been able to put some really choice events dude, up with dude, with the old and the new just it's you know incredible. falling into place. And it's great to see all these young kids like mm-hmm. you know every year go to Philly just it's just to incredible. be a part of this. It, it is cool seeing that you got like the mix of fucking young and and old bands. It's, bro, sure. dude, I, I say it's it, I say so it amazing. all the time yeah. that that Joe Hardcore and Chris X and those guys and everyone else who who's on their team and staff, dude. I've said this a couple of times before, but like I went to my first. This is gonna be my third. This is Hardcore, mm. and the first the first time that I went. I only I went solo on a Saturday and I was standing on the stage for the final Bane set. It was the last time they were ever playing this is hardcore and I was standing off to the side of the stage and I was watching everything. I was just telling John this on the way here. I made it up in my head that no matter what, I didn't care what the fuck was going on, every year, I don't care who's playing, I don't give a shit. I'm getting a four-day pass. Mm-hmm. And I'm coming to fucking this hardcore every year. And this year. is my vacation every year. This is my vacation account. every year. I don't care how much it costs. I got my already. Me, me and my girlfriend Nikki, 
We're, we're, I have my. I already have my two four day passes. I got my hotel room book done deal. I'm but, going there but, Thursday but, 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 and leave it Sunday Save a seat night. for Rap Bones. You said you're gonna save a seat in the car for Rap Bones. That's fine. <laughs> that's right. Shout out to fucking Rap Bones. He's like, he's like, yeah, you know, I'll drive down with you. I'm like, that's fine. But you know, me and my girl have a fucking room. By you know, it's just me and my girl. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, just drive us down there. I'll make my way. All right, no problem, Rap Bones. Can't sleep in the middle. No, we can't sleep in the middle. <laughs> rap Bones. <laughs> now Joe gets it, and and I've done a couple of like promo tours with younger bands mm-hmm. over the last uh, year. I've gone out with like Rhythm of Fear from Jacksonville, mm-hmm. Florida, great yeah. good metal thrash band. Yeah. And then there's Dive Bomber, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've gone out with I, them. And they're younger bands, so they draw an under 21 crowd. That's sure. their scene. Yeah. I, caught Rhythm, I caught Rhythm of Fear when, when Betty Leeway show played the Barry Electric. Yes. I believe they opened yes. up. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and from there, Cousin Joe liked them so much that he hooked them up with Black, Black and, and Blue, Blue to follow That's right. Shout out to Cousin Joe. It's amazing how how those things happen, right? But the point point I'm getting at and seeing how Joe brings the old and the new together, because if you go into the rest of America, when you're playing an over-21 club, obviously the youth is shut out. Right. But a lot of these kids aren't paying attention to the more adult bands. They're sticking to the youth bands because obviously the lyrical content is about them. Right. As well as the relative generation being the same between the musicians. Sure. And I think a lot of promoters really, well, it, I don't know if it's really their fault. Obviously, it's a state law, but there is quite a wall between that under 21 sure. and 21 and older crowd. Mm-hmm. I mean, lyrically, is Leeway talking to most of the youth mm-hmm. in hardcore? No, I don't know. Right. You know what I mean? But I know that there are other bands, mm-hmm. even if the band is 30 years old, but because of the lyrical content, whether it came from Straight Edge or whatever, you know, speaks to them more. Sure. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, th- that's the issue. If we were able to close that gap between getting the youth in the room along with the adults that come mm-hmm. to our shows, you'd have more people at shows. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You know? You're right. Which and goes back to the fact that I believe that, 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 that a lot of kids nowadays, like, it's sad to say, but it's, it's probably a fact that there is probably going to be a handful of kids on that Sunday when Leeway is playing that, number one, never seen Leeway play. Mm-hmm. Or me. Or you. Or might not even be familiar with leeway mm-hmm. you know what i mean i mean if they didn't i mean i'm 41 years old i came up in a time when leeway was fucking popping off like crazy like my first sh- like like i said 1990 was when you guys played with suicidal at lamore's mm-hmm. that was obviously again my turning point but from that point on for a good chunk of time there leeway was playing every other fucking weekend yeah and if you want an idea of really how strong we were at that time on youtube there is a Lamore's video from that specific show to give you an idea of how yep. how much of a buzz we had at the it moment. Was ridiculous. And and Desperate Measures wasn't even released just yet, even though the audience was already familiar with the music. Yep, exactly. You know? Yep. And it was around the same time frame. I have a couple of notes here that I just want to touch on. I guess it's a good time well, to, to bring it up. Like there was I mean, a lot of people, a lot of friends of mine were there, and of course, obviously you know it. And it's been brought up a lot, I'm sure, but the, there was the famous Palladium Riot show. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That was but a- that same show, even though it's not on video, um, the, was the- one of those hate uh, experiences that I was dealing with because, uh, and it only happened there and at Rock Hotel, but I remember getting my left calf slashed four times during the uh, show when we opened up Overkill. But that night, at Desperate Measures, I mean, at, a, at, at the, the suicidal show oh, at, at Lemoore's, okay. I'm singing, and I'm over the lip of the stage singing, and this one dude is just staring at me with the most stone, stone face. The whole set, he's just staring at me, and I guess, like, he, he was obviously picking his moment, and mm-hmm. as soon as I got close enough where I was just, like, right over me, just looking at me expressionless, and all of a sudden, boom, he hits me right in the fucking jaw. Wow. What like the he fuck? was really waiting. <clears throat> and it's not like I was trying to sing at him. Mm-hmm. I just happened to be over him. But that gives you an idea of how, like, you know, how you may think everybody right there is loving you at the moment yeah. and they're yeah. feeling it with you. Yeah. But there's that one there's fucking always that creep. One jerk off. <laughs> there's always one jerk off in the room. I, yeah. had, I had that same experience in LA. It's and, fucking uh, crazy. It was he didn't he didn't hit me, I hit him. Oh. 
but regardless it was but the same i had so many victims like yeah. that because yeah. like you know if you're going to diss me on stage mm-hmm. while already i'm um going through the nerves of wanting to do well you know yeah. what i mean and, and you know the, the problem you go on stage you're fucking putting yourself out there you yeah. sure are like i mean you know what i mean it's, it's a, like Crazy, but yeah. I've had guys fuck with me so much that I've had to hit them with the mic, yeah, and yeah. and I broke well, yeah. noses. I've given hair lips. One kid did try doing it to me in Omaha, and I wound up putting his bottom row teeth out through under his lip. You know what I mean? And it's not like I'm trying to do this, but you know I'm striking back because you hit me. You're trying to right. punch me in my sure, nuts. Sure. You're trying to trip me. Mm-hmm. This one dude's clocking me in my fucking jaw. You know what am I supposed to sure. do? Yeah, exactly. Hate that? Yeah. You know. But when when someone is being verbally abusive, especially yeah. in today's day and age, you got to eat it mm-hmm. or you got to verbally diss them back. Right. right. You know what I mean? But, you know, we've had these episodes in Europe, too, and it can immediately turn off a crowd mm-hmm. as well. Sure, sure. You yeah. know what I mean? So you never know. You never know. And you yeah. don't know what that nut job has in his pocket at the you're same right. time. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You know? I think also like back then that like shit shit was different, man. Like shit shit was a little bit fucking more chaotic. I think yeah. you know what I mean. You had a lot have a lot of balls to hit me, and it's not because I would hit you back, but dudes I wouldn't even know would fucking start beating the shit well, out of somebody yeah. for me. Absolutely, sure, sure. you know what I mean. So it's like you know it's mm-hmm. also that frame of yeah. mind too. Every that, other show there was some shit going on. Right. Every other show there was some kind of bullshit happening. Yeah, you know, and like that show I just touched on. It was like that was a Wednesday night. It was. I have it in front of me right mm. now. It's, it was June seventeenth, nineteen ninety two. All right. And it was Warzone functional idiots rights to the accused, the Radix, Leeway, Lunatics, Nuclear Assault, Murphy's Law, Agnostic Front. Wow. On a Wednesday night at the Palladium, and it turned out to be that a was, riot. There was a riot. It's it on was YouTube. The New Music Seminar. Yes. Uh, it was one of I think Mike Gibbons' last shows with us. Yep. Ridiculous. Um, and and we had a good set. There, there's a very grainy video there out is. there about it. Yes, there is. But by the time I was downstairs when AF went on and something popped off between them and some of the people One in the, the crowd. Yeah, the bounce. Yeah, it was the bounces were being jerk offs. Mm. And I remember it specifically. I was just talking to Johnny about this on the way here as well. It was about six songs into Agnostic Front set. And one of the bounces, I think, hit somebody in the crowd who was trying to get over the wall to get to the stage to dive or something. And Roger saw it, and he stopped the fucking set in mid-fucking song and was like, yo, these bounces don't know what the fuck this is. Yeah. Because it was at the Palladium, dude. It was like, hardcore shows didn't happen there. I used to work at the Palladium, so I knew how far from this music genre they were. Exactly. It was the same in Lamore back in the day, too, man. Sometimes the security there, they were just out of hand, man. Well, yeah, yeah, well, they love taking abuse out of stage dives and moshes, yeah. and that came from, I guess, that glammy mm-hmm. side of rock. Sure. But, you know, Palladium was a place where Wright said Fred would play, yeah, exactly. you know what I mean? Or, or you know, or, or relatively more popular bands. They yeah. were to, to have 3,000, 4,000 hardcore kids, you know, at the Palladium. Mushing the dance floor, yeah. you know, is, is a big surprise to them. Yeah. I remember shows before 1986 that were also new music seminar shows Fuck. that the Hells Angels mm-hmm. were hired mm-hmm. to be the bouncers in those shows. And when they would start acting like the Lamores bouncers, uh-huh. certain people from the LES crew at the time decided to hand them their asses, which was pretty ballsy because, Mm. you know, the Hells Angels Angels headquarters is right on third between first and second, which is is part of the Lower East Side and Village. Sure, sure, sure. But, you know, there's there's been a lot of episodes where they would try to fuck with us Mm -hmm. and we would would strike back, which Mm. you would think, like, a lot of people wouldn't have the nerve to do, but... I guess the Hells Angels were kind of like off their game then because mm-hmm. nobody came looking for us. Yeah. Well, it's also when there's fucking, you know, 300 kids and then there's, you know, not that many Hells Angels on the Lower East Side, you know what I mean, at that right. time. So. Sure. Yeah. And, and yeah, it, it's hard to pick them out, but, you know, it's it, it's only like a few people that actually had the balls to make that move and then other people, after seeing them do it, felt encouraged to move forward you sure, know what right, i mean sure, like right, right. it's that one guy who's got the bigger balls than everybody and he just leads everybody like the teddy roosevelt of the fucking <laughs> dance floor you know what i mean and like the stage is san juan hill and you've got to knock out a couple of hell's angels for smacking our friends mm-hmm. you know yeah. shit was crazy yeah, yeah. man 
I'm, I have to say, I'm glad it's toned down a little bit. It's like not. Now, I don't think it has now, though. Now having a venue. I don't think it has though. I gotta be honest with you. I don't think it has. I think. I well, think I guess we don't see it with the. We don't. Like, we don't see it. We we don't see it as much. But I mean, it comes in waves. It does come in waves. I feel yeah. really brutal. Agree, I do agree with that. It comes in waves because I've seen some shows recently. Where I was just, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. The Dillinger Escape Plan at Webster Hall was to me, um, a literally, it's like I've never seen anything that absurd. There were people stage diving from the speakers onto the people that were standing on the stage. Oh, so in shit. other words, the crowd took over the stage. Mm. They were welcomed on the stage by the band. There were so many people. I was packed up there. You couldn't even see the difference between the people that were on the stage and the people that were on the floor. And there were people going up onto the speakers, the big giant speakers, stage diving onto that. I mean, I've never seen Who's promoting? Like um, you know, I couldn't tell you, man. I couldn't tell you. Because that's that's the whole issue. I wouldn't think the security would allow that. I, I agree with you. Back was, then, 30 years ago, shot. I was jumping off those PAs, mm-hmm. but I was part of the show. I right. think if they saw a kid literally jump off one of those PAs into yep. the crowd, he would be immediately I, I was, you know, just taken out. to see it as... as, as as you're saying, and, I, and this, I was I was looking at I was like, where the hell is security? Only right because now? it's a it's an injury lawsuit waiting sure. to happen. Absolutely, yeah. you know. I mean, who knows? They may sign waivers that you know the band may sign waivers or the who knows that look look we take full responsibility because you know? that was an issue like City Gardens. If you read the documentary sure. right on the dance floor, it's like you know some great shows were going on in Trenton and a lot of New York bands were starting to get exposed out there right. at some great shows but then these kids who wanted to have a rah-rah day mm-hmm. and jumped off the stage or was dancing and wound up with a broken arm or leg their parents would start to sue of course yeah. Yeah. then they're fucked that's why that place Acheron just closed mm. down yep. it's is that the reason why? Yep. yeah that's yeah, why insurance the insurance thing place, yeah insurance thing the, yep. some kid got fucking hurt over there I had no idea I thought it went under because it was just I don't know like a half a shitty venue oh no, it was a great venue it now was, I, I was there. I was there. Literally, I was there once. I saw Ringworm there. Oh, Me right. and Mike Scandato, like on a Tuesday night, went to go see Ringworm there, and it was like twelve people there. Yeah. I understand, you know, being a kid who grew up on the dance floor too in the '80s, especially when I first started this. You know, going to shows in '81, and that energy and that whole thing. Sure. But as an adult, I see it at a lot of my smaller club shows, and what I see is eight guys up front. And the rest of the audience all the way in sure. the back. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, yep. and, you know, you would wish that you would be able to have everybody up front. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, you know, somebody's always got to have to hit somebody yep. to enjoy themselves. Yeah, which is such Or bullshit. knock down three mm-hmm. or four people. You know what I mean? It's give and take. You you want the energy, but you don't want to see anybody hurt. Right. You right. want everybody to be included somehow. Right. You know, right. at the same time. You know, as well as these people trying to get their money's worth and going sure. all out and getting Absolutely. their rah rah on. Yeah. Right. You got these young kids with the beat down shit. The crowd, yeah. kill, like, the crowd killing like, and all of that shit. I mean, yeah, the crowd yeah. killing. Oh, I won't, I, I've said it at shows. I, if I catch you crowd killing, you're not going to see me coming. You right. know what I mean? It might happen after my set. Right. But I've got a blackjack and I'm gonna whack you with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you there, know was, what I mean? there was there was one show. I I came out. I think it was out in Jersey. There was like a benefit show in like some little. I don't know. This was like two years ago. You did some sort of a benefit show. Do mm. you remember what show I'm talking about? No. Fuck. Oh, you talking about on the island? Was it on the island? It might have been on the island. It was like a carpeted place. I don't remember what the fuck it was. It was it was some kind of a benefit show. No, right. and uh, and I, I remember because it made me laugh. You were like, nobody nobody is impressed with your tornado kicks. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't want to see your tornado kicks. Have a good fucking time, but no one's impressed with your tornado kicks. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? He's fucking right because I hate that shit. It's like I'm not impressed. It's like stop trying to you know oh because your friends are there you know just to put on a show. It's like. Go, go, you know, get your shit off. Don't be punching people in the fucking face. Like, yeah. I was never somebody who was malicious. You know, I get my shit off, but mm. I'm not going to look at somebody and fucking punch you. Be just, even if you're my friend. I mean, I'm not there, punch there's you. no the Gregory point. Hines. Yeah. There's no Barishnikov of ha- hardcore. Mm. You know what I mean? There's yeah. no Donald O'Connor or Gene Kelly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? None of that shit is on the dance floor. So I don't care how many spin kicks you do yeah. across the dance floor. Right. You know, I mean, you, that was never are you making point. eyes at right. me with yeah. that move? Mm-hmm. You know you what make, I mean? You're making <laughs> eyes at me? <laughs> you know, 
I mean, you're, you're spin kicking all the way across the floor to me. What the fuck is that? Exactly. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. It was just never the point of it either. I mean, you're supposed to let out aggression. That's what it's all about. But it was, it was, it was, you know. But with someone against the wall and they're trying to defend themselves because you're getting too close doesn't mean that gives you the right to throw a combination of kicks and fists on them either sure, sure. and yeah. pull that crowd killing yeah. shit. What Not the impressed. fuck is that? It's, it's, really fu- it's really funny that we're talking about this right now because literally where I'm sitting was where I was standing and facing the audience here. The mm-hmm. first Candiria show we played back. We, we played here before we played Black and Blue Ball. And the, literally the first thing I saw, this is after the band not being together for like nine years, was there was like three or four kids in the crowd before we even started, before the first note. I saw these three kids just come into the pit and just start punching random people just in the face. Just punching them. In the, no just punch, punch in the face, punch in the face, punch, running around, punching everybody in the face. I was like, what the hell? They were happening? getting amped up for that yeah. Candyrian shit. They, they, well, were, getting, dude, they were getting amped up, but they weren't amping me up. Right. I was like, yeah. I wanted to get No, it's not what you want to see after, 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 after a nine-year wait. stupid, I know. No, yeah. no, no, I, yeah. no, they were. They were getting amped up. But, but it's listen, it's a culture thing, man. It's a culture thing. And it's something like literally that for me, I don't get it. I don't get it. No, and, There's and, something about it to them that makes sense, but me I don't know how don't the rest of the audience allows them to just keep getting away with it too without, yeah, true. without them understanding that like there's more of us. Mm-hmm. Let's stop them. Right. right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because that's a big thing about policing your own so-called scene as well. Yeah. It's true. You're right. You know, because if you're letting these people do this, then mm-hmm. you're just as much to blame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know it what I mean? It's a fucking free-for-all. It's thinking, true. The, it's the true. last time a guy, I saw a guy crowd-killing in here, he fucking... Call my friend Phil in the fucking face. <laughs> Bad oh, I know idea. that guy you're talking you know, about. Phil. Oh, oh, you know who the kid he caught him, caught him in the face? Like this, this yeah. kid went and he caught him in the fucking face. Yeah. Bad idea. Phil, yeah, Phil's like a big biker guy. Just fucking tackled him and started kicking the shit out of him. Uh-huh. Like, like, like he was like curled up in a bow. He's like, fuck you, man. Like, look who the fuck you're swinging at. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah you're going you're gonna to hit somebody yeah, and you're going to catch a bad decision. Yeah. You're right. You're right. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's oh, only man. one cherry on a fucking Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so now you eat it. Yeah, that's it. Now you eat it. That's fucking awesome. That's fucking great. Yeah, man. So yeah, I'm fucking. I'm glad that there's a there's a new fucking resurgence of Leeway NYC. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, you got a fucking solid fucking lineup. Shout out to fucking Maddie Pasta. Oh my God, Mark Thousand, Mark Dimming, Thousands, Dimming, and Dank and Whiplash. Dank, Dank Whiplash. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, it's fucking solid lineup. And yep. uh, I don't um, know, I don't, I don't know Dimmy very well at all. I don't know Dank very well, but I know Mark and I know Maddie and. Yeah, obviously, I know you, but fucking solid fucking lineup, man. Yeah. I, I feel lucky. I've got a lot of guys that literally are willing to go into battle for sure, me. Sure. Yeah. You know, I had a different rhythm section with me when we were in Europe, and we started that tour the same night as the Paris attacks. And that's a scary That's right. Wow. That's right. I remember You know what that. I mean? Here what did you, 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 you do after that? Did you fucking turn around and go home? Or no. Well, out? you can't go home. I yeah. mean, how the fuck do you go home? You know yeah. what I mean? I, You know, what, am I going to eat 12 grand? No, yeah. that's because I, you know? I heard a lot of bands fucking canceled, like, right after that. Well, a lot, I guess I guess a lot of them couldn't, you know, Could didn't it. do yeah, it. it was I, I, My other guys weren't coming to me with that. But, mm-hmm. you know, obviously the weight of knowing you had these guys out there with you right, during right, such sure. a troubling time. It's like me and Maddie would have those conversations. What do we need? Like, yeah. like, you know, we went to one of those self-defense shops. We got some shit and we just stayed at the ready. I mean, mm-hmm. like, you know, what else can you do? Yeah. It's a million to one shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? you better be prepared for fucking class. Yeah. Of course. Where, where, but where, where, where were you? When we it? were in Brussels when it dropped. So that's right. like less than 90 minutes from Paris. Yeah. Wow. You know, so like we come off right off stage getting that news that everything went down. And, uh, you know, it, it doesn't hit you that. until the yeah. really the morning. Like you go home and, you know, we were getting a lot of messages and stuff like that. And, you, you know, it, it takes a few hours after that, like two, three o'clock for it to re- in the morning for it to really set in right, right, what, right. what you're in mm-hmm. and, and what you what's going on. And, and you know, again, yeah. like that million to one shot. I always wondered why this didn't happen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I know, like, for example, Paris, you know, has a very high population of Muslim people. So you're mm-hmm. going to have these 
these opportunities yeah. of cells being around and, and these type of terrorists. Yeah. You know, it, to London to too, a, like England too, has a big to go into a show like that though is just fucked up. You know what I mean? That's the last place you think they're gonna go into like a fucking who was it? Eagles of Death Metal were the ones mm-hmm. that were playing. Yeah, but you, yeah. you know, show, like you, you know think I mean? about any show, like you know, that that are in these places, and you see the death metal names that to their religion is so blasphemous. Yeah, true. You know, Eagles of Death Metal isn't really so blasphemous sounding as some of these other thing names that some bands have. Like yeah. Anal Cunt. But <laughs> why they weren't targeted before? Yeah. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. like you know. And, and they just got caught in the mix of it. It's mm-hmm. not like they planned it. They did right. the attack at the soccer stadium. Mm-hmm. And then as they were exiting, they were like, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, look at, look at this fucking, almost like, a, you know, to a bank robber, it's a safe full of money open. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? You it's a whole like, shitload of people. It's a right. target. You know? right. and, and it's a cultural get-together based within the Western civilization. Right. Exactly. Right. What yeah. an incredible... Yeah. You know, opportunity we have here to just, you know, make our statement in blood. Yeah. You know, it's fucked yeah, up. It's fucked up. I forgot all about that, man. It really is. It's insane, man. Um, it's crazy yeah. because... And Well, this is the other thing, too, man. You know, like, you watch what's going on in the news now with, with everything, you know. Dudes using social media to videotape killing a fucking seventy-something-year-old man in, the guy in, the in Cleveland yep. because you're yeah, mad at your girl. girl. Yeah, what a cunt. Yep. And and then and it you came have out today that he that, that he killed himself. And then my mom's telling oh, me, he, oh, yeah, he, yeah, he found oh, yeah, they found him in PA boom. dead. Yeah. But then my mom's like, oh, I tell you, by the end of the year, we're gonna be in a world war. We're really gonna be in a world war. Yeah. You know what I mean? But she might not be at, wrong. But you see all the chaos going on. Awesome. You know what I mean? It just goes to you know a lot of people are just so clueless to the fact that how fleeting joy can be sure. in a lifetime. Yeah. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, and any second. You know, as you get older you start realizing those mm-hmm. things. You yeah, know what man. I mean? You know, I, I mean the way that you know shit's going on in the world, it's funny, I actually had this moment the other day. I was having a fucking bad day the other day. And I'm like, you know, who the fuck and it was all ever right after all the shit went down in the Syria and fucking, you know, they're getting bombs, whatever, like fucking gassed. And I'm like, I ain't got it so bad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I could yeah. be over there, you know? Yeah. You could like, be stuck there, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, you it's know, true. fucking life's fragile, man. Yeah. But, you know, we, we, could be, we could be in the wrong place at the wrong time when yeah. the next, uh, you know, the, the next um, suicide bomber pops off yeah. or the, the, the big phase now in Europe is guys stealing a truck and, and just, just running it people over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that was sure. fucked up. Yep, that you was know what I mean? Too. That's so totally it, it's a up. randomness, right. you know, yeah, the right. same way like getting robbed or shot in the streets in New York used to be, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. Did you see the fucking, uh, did you see any of the footage of the guy who got tasered in Penn Station? Uh, no, I, I I read about the news because a friend of a mutual friend of mine and Jeff's. I'm not sure if Jimmy knows Tim. Yeah, Tim was there. Tim was there, and yeah, he yeah, was yeah. in the middle of it. And apparently, it was just chaos, and and people were just running. And this is Penn Station. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when blocks of people, you like watch hundreds of hundreds and whatever thousands of people, are just running and screaming, and you don't you know run. what's going on. Yeah, nobody you knows run. what's going on. Some you people run. Think it's, yeah, people, easily, think, easily situation with someone. Get trampled. Yeah, well, you see, like, it's if you should, if you could check out some of the videos, like, you can see, like, there's a guy just standing there filming people running past him. People yeah. are dropping suitcases, like, dropping bags. People are tripping over them. Yeah, you, you know, know what, what they're mean? thinking of. You know, and of we'll course. fuck, yeah, you know what I mean? No, exactly. And that's not just rush hour, you know, like, Rangers are in the playoffs right now, so you've got so many, you know, people here for a postseason hockey game insane, and everything else. It's like it's so concentrated yeah. over there. If, if something pops off that makes everybody run like a bunch of deer, mm-hmm. you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, somebody's bound to get hurt. And yeah. everyone follows suit. Next yeah. thing you know, it's a fucking stampede and it's a complete shit show. Yeah. It's yeah. like fucking... Uh, it's like uh, Christmas Eve at Walmart. Oh, mm-hmm. what is it? The night after Thanksgiving. Yeah, but Black fucking, fucking Friday. Yeah. You go shopping on Black Friday, you're an yeah. asshole. Me? If you get trapped, I don't know. It's thin in the herd. I don't know right. what the fuck. Yeah. Like, well, exactly. you got to be out crazy. of your mind. Like, you know, yeah. I, I, how, how, how much great of a discount are, are you going to get on yeah. your fucking uh, yeah, flat screen TV? Stop it. Meanwhile, we, here we are. We're, we're, we're still just, just dropping bombs on, on every country in the Middle East. It's just insane, like, mm-hmm. what's going on yeah. right now. 
It just it's just never ending. It's, oh, it, you, you and know? this is the other thing. You wonder why there's so many people clinically depressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they can't pay their bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have no space to live in. Just broken people. You know what broken I mean? People. And and all the chaos going around, the dysfunction of family, whether it's your immediate or your relative family, you know, it it's it's hard to Put a smile on your face and keep going every day. You're right. caught up in the rat right. race, paying But that doesn't bills. mean you go out there and crowd kill it the same fucking <laughs> Exactly. You don't right. have to fucking exactly. crowd kill. Thank you, Eddie. Get your shit off on a different note, you know, <laughs> on a right. different fucking I mean, way. I, 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 no, I'm, it's about unity, man, for real. When you come to a show, that's the one time. Yeah, you, yeah that, that, that a lot of the guys that talk about unity yeah. are really using it as an angle. Of course. Abs, thank <laughs> you. You, well, you, just, you yeah. just fucking put that. I, I've thought I've mm. thought about it, and that's exactly what it is. Yeah, but that's the point, though. It sounds really good on it's paper important, it's, but it's an important point to make we're, we're here to have a good time man. Yeah. when right. you go to see a band play and you pay your money you're there to be entertained basically right. the band wants to entertain you mm. and they want to be entertained by you it's like a tr- an exchange of energy it's an exchange exactly. and feed really of energy exactly yeah. man and it should be a beautiful experience yeah, you know there's be. some people that come to our shows we play a very eclectic style of music we play all kinds of music mm. but you know, there's some people that just want to watch the band play. And they're not like dead center up front and they're right, like right. complaining that they're getting moshed on. No, they appreciate they're musicianship. Right. So they're really yeah. trying to see how sure, you handle just, your yeah. set, your peaks yeah, and valleys. They, they want to watch yeah. a show. And then all of a sudden, boom, somebody gets punched in the face. Yeah. And, and they, 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 you know, of course they're heartbroken by it and they're crushed and they're and like, like and, and, I'm and, and, never going to go see this band again yeah, basically yeah, yeah. so well that's you know. what I worry about because you know <laughs> we all came into this as kids mm-hmm. yep. and there there was something very passionate that that touched each of us about this kid. and but, became and and wanted to make it so personal and, and yours yeah because mm-hmm. it's something it's a <laughs> It's a tight knit small community in the, mm. on the grand scheme of things. You know, it's huge. Like, yeah, there's festivals you play eighty thousand people, but it's a small thing, and it right. should be something that's ours. That's why it's like, it's like people who don't get it. They're like, oh, well, there's no, they're never on the radio. How do they make a lit? It's like you don't get it. Like you don't get it. It's something that's ours, and it's something that's relatively small, which. I love that. You know what I'm saying? I like that too. I don't want the average asshole mainstream fucking person to know about our thing. That's a, that's a, there's a psychology there, though. That's interesting because you say that because maybe that's why kids crowd fucking kill. Because they don't want anyone else to fucking like it. They want to keep it underground. They want to keep it but small. They, yeah, but and they want to keep it. it to themselves. But I don't want yeah, the, the kid who's coming to his first show because he wants to dance and mm-hmm. he wants to get that energy off and he accidentally hits... One of the cool guys from sure. that club, and then now four dudes kick his ass. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kid's never going to a show again. Right. Exactly. Which yeah. means he's not going to buy your record. Right. He's not going to buy a shirt. He's not going to support you. Right. And you know as much as I know how generational this has become. It is. We're oh, meeting our it. friends' kids who are now going to shows. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're the ones that are keeping it alive. That expression is hardcore dead. Mm-hmm. No, it's not dead. Mm-hmm. But it it's could different. die if if we weren't maintaining the core fundamentals of it and trying to also push the envelope musically sure. and artistically. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what needs to be done to keep it alive. Stop playing the same old shit. It's true. Yeah. Push the envelope. Mm-hmm. Bring something to the table. Yeah. Because uh, so many bands, I think or just emulating this guy and that Absolutely. guy that they jock. Yeah, yeah. And they're not even bringing their own personality into yeah. the game. Right. Yeah. That doesn't fucking impress me. No, it doesn't impress That's me. That's why even some bands that I don't love, but are trying to do something different, yeah. I appreciate it. Sure. Absolutely. Sure. Like that band Code Orange. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff, I don't love it, but I'm like, you know what? They're doing something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? Well, that was, was the like difference that. of European audience versus American audiences. European audiences were like... Very respectful of you, the fact that you crossed the body of water and booked gates and did this grind and did this tour. Whereas in America, you show up in a new town and it's arms folded and Mm -hmm. an expression of, okay, motherfucker, impress me. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Fucking yeah. yeah, we are. It's <laughs> fucked up. But I'm, I'm down for that. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll still be me, and I'll still yeah. do my yeah, do, yeah, yeah, yeah. you but know? Yeah, and you'll still impress. Yeah. It's yeah. Good though, but it's good, though, too. The older you get, you can kind of block that shit out. Well, even if I don't impress you, I'm still going to fuck with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you're going to have yeah. a fucking great I'm still going to absorb and hug with the fuckery. You yeah. know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, of course. Of the course. fuckery. Of course, man. Yeah, so man. Wrap it up in an hour. Cool. Um, 
Yeah, man. You know, and interestingly, on that note, um, talking about pushing boundaries, you know, um, it really is, to me personally, got to say, an honor to do this, man. Well, I thank mean, you. Absolutely. Thanks. Same growing here, up, man. Growing yeah, up, yeah. Leeway is, like, from a musician standpoint and, uh, you know, a songwriter and all of that stuff, man, it's just awesome to I'm, I'm, Thank you, John. To you, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Cool. Yeah, you know you, what man. I mean? Because I've done so many things in my life that I've made mistakes from. Mm-hmm. And over the last 20 years, the battle of, of recovering from opiate addiction mm-hmm. and breaking my neck, le- learning to sing. You know, a lot of people don't know what it's like to go through all that mm-hmm. and then also deal with uh, liver issues. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, sure. I mean, I, I, I'm so privileged to be where I am now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm also not satisfied because I want to keep going for yeah. more. I want to sure, keep doing sure. This is the only thing I have to maintain a legacy. It's great that right. you have yeah. that fire, man. Yeah, but, absolutely. you know, it's trippy because people will call me a legend at times, but mm-hmm. there's an expression. When you call the legend in your lifetime, it means you don't have much time left. Mm. So yeah, I feel I guess, this thing guess, about guess, doing things musically you. that I never got to do. I mm, want right. to try to do some dance hall R&B. Sure. I want to try to produce some shit. There's, there's a lot of things I want to do for myself at, besides just do this thing of ours, which is hardcore. I right. call it this yeah. thing of ours, like no, Cosa Nostra. That's what mm. hardcore is to me, yeah. this mm. thing of ours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, My podcast, I'm trying to get it off the ground, but I'm not on iTunes. You can hear it on YouTube. Okay. You can hear snippets of it. And, uh, you know, I, I enjoy this new this new medium. It's, it's mm-hmm. a great, it's great way to man. talk about awesome. things and, and bring a, an intelligent conversation to it instead of just sitting here going, yo, so-and-so's the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yes. I would never go to so-and-so's show, but this these dudes, they're the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> they bring the fire. <laughs> yeah, so just, I mean, just to piggyback kind of like what, what Johnny said, like, honestly, man, like, like, I appreciate you, bro. Um, Thank you. Uh, like I said, you're you're the band that got me into this hardcore thing, and then for X amount of years later, it kind of came around full circle for me because I eventually wound up booking your band for mm-hmm. one of my shows, which kind of came around personally. It was kind of like a personal little goal in this hardcore thing. And, well, we'll do it again happened. too. We're going to do it again too. You know, and um, like I said when we first started this this episode, is that you know, like before. This even got off the ground. I was tossing around the idea of doing a podcast, and one of the people was like, "Yeah, I'd like to do a podcast. Oh, I could probably get this person. I would really like to get Eddie on." So, <laughs> so it's happening, and I think you yeah. know, I appreciate it. Hey, I'll come back anytime you want me, man. Definitely, because awesome, we man. obviously have so much more we can talk. Yeah, about. yeah, we, yeah, we, we can go and go, go and go and go. I could uh, chew all day. Yeah, I could yeah, chew all day. Yeah. As long as I have my vape pen over here, I think I could chew all day. <laughs> we haven't even gotten into what you're listening to these days. So that's yes. just one, you know. Well, that's the other thing. Now that I have the studio, uh-huh. uh, I am rehearsing vocals as much as three, four hours a day, and sure. I'm doing a lot of old school R and B. Uh, I'm trying to learn how to keep like a simple beat on a drum kit and sing at the same time to just mm-hmm. try to build on my chops sure. because okay. sure. there's other styles of music I want to at least record and sure. say I did it. Sure. You know sure. what I mean? Sure. It's the whole reason yeah. why I started my label, re- you know, my reality entertainment simply because I want to put out these things that I know a label's not going to want to fuck with gotcha. right. and just put it out there for people who appreciate that little niche mm-hmm. and individual thing that I do cool. you know what yeah. I mean oh you like what I do behind these guitars and that banging drum well check out this right. you know exactly. what I mean because exactly. this is where I came from from back in the day too just this one band or this band or this one style isn't just uh, a complete definition of who I am, and, right. and I think it's the same for most guys who are musicians and not mm-hmm. just vocalists. Of course, of course, yeah. it's very hard for a vocalist to get respect in this game, mm-hmm. in our genre, as a vocalist, mm-hmm. as a true vocalist. Sure. But that's why I do harmonies and lay four, eight tracks worth of vocals on to build that mm-hmm. little moment or that little little harmonic chorus. Mm-hmm. Is because I want to do things, you know, that are distinctly yeah. and succinctly that separate, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that make you stand out man mm. amazing oh, yeah. man which is fucking awesome oh yeah where can they find you Mr. they can find me on Facebook uh, facebook.com slash Eddie E-D-D-I-E dot Sutton S-U-T-T-O-N dot 754 my email is simple Eddie Leeway 156 at gmail.com 
And go to YouTube, the Eddie Leeway Podcast Show. You can find some snippets on there. There you go. Also, Truth and Rights has a Facebook page. Yes. Uh, I don't know the exact link, but Truth and Rights, by the end of the week, the album Lies and Slights will be on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, and everything. We've already released the single games on there besides right. the Bandcamp. Uh, you know, Bandcamp was strict for a while there but now we're putting it on everything beautiful because uh you know it's it's know just you released time Tommy karate a little while back yeah we released all of that stuff and then we put it out on Bandcamp, but now it's going to be on all the mainstreams awesome you know what i mean because it's time to be out there we were trying to find an emerging deal for my record label it never came so i'm not waiting around for anybody anymore yeah i don't do i don't fucking blame you, you. Do, you. do your thing bro exactly yep exactly. so uh, uh yeah so there's also there's also a leeway group on Facebook, the official Leeway There's group. the official Leeway NYC page. I, I'm not on there as much anymore, but I go on there to add people when they send in requests mm. and stuff like right. that. But if you go to my Facebook page, most of the information on both bands is there. There is a Eddie Leeway show page. There is a Truth and Rights page. Just look for it, motherfucker. That's right. right. You'll find Google. It. Google, yeah. <laughs> fucking Shall I Google. Google that shit for yeah. you? Any, yeah, really. any question I have, I Google it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, man. You know, especially (laughs) one day we got to come back when I reinstitute my walking tour on organized crime. That's that's one thing we can talk about and have a good time with, too. We got to do that. We got to do that. Awesome. Sounds thank you like so a much, plan. man. Oh, my uh, pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you very much, man. It was great. Tickets, I'm glad I got to do it. Get your tickets for This Is Hardcore because Truth and Rights and Leeway are playing two different days. That's uh, the, the the final weekend in July. I believe it's the 27th, 28th, 29th, and 30th. Yeah, I'm hoping that's a biggie. Yeah, it'll that's definitely be, be a biggie. Big up to fucking Joe Hardcore and Chris X. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So, um, like I say on every episode... You can find us on SoundCloud at the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. Follow us on Instagram at Blast Furnace Productions. Da- keep downloading it on iTunes. Rate and review it. Subscribe to it so it can it automatically downloads onto whatever device you're using. Um, also, Twitter is Blast Furnace NYC. Check out RisingPulseRecords.com, mm-hmm. which is Mr. John Candiria's record label. Thank you. Check out the Lucky 13 Saloon podcast, which goes up every Wednesday on SoundCloud and iTunes. Yep. Come to Lucky 13 at 644 Sackett Street, Brooklyn, New York, 11217. Oh, fuck that. That's the best. Our train to Union Street. Our train to fucking Union Street. Nice. And uh, yeah, so uh, once again, thank you so much, my friend Eddie. Thank Thanks you, for having and, uh, me. Keep thank this you. shit going. Shout out to the rest of the fucking guys in, in Truth and Rights and Leeway NYC. Maddie Pasta, what up? (laughs) (laughs) And it's a wrap, huh? That's a wrap. Until the second episode, because we will make it a two-part series. Absolutely. That works. I'm down. Cool. We're over here now. All right. Be good.